0: Welcome to the Working Women's channel. My name is Clara Capano, and we're gonna share the real secrets to success. Come on in. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Working Women's Channel. My name is Clara Capano and I am your host and today I am here with the lovely Elizabeth Boswell. Elizabeth, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Clara. Yeah, so we met a couple of years ago at one of my ninja installations and I was just blown away by how much of just a powerhouse you are. You know, you are so smart, you are professional, you're classy, and you have really made a tremendous business for yourself. And I remember going up to you saying, I need to get you on my show because I know that you're gonna have so many wonderful things to share with our women today. So, but before we get started, Elizabeth, why don't you just um, briefly introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Hello, my name is Elizabeth Boswell. And I am 39 and three quarters years old. (laughs) (laughs) Holding on to that three quarters. Yeah. Um, I am a a real estate professional. I've been involved in real estate for the last eight years. Um, My husband and I also own a building company. His family is um, 50 years one of the largest building companies in this area. Um, And we branched out and started our own uh, home building, custom home building company. And, um, I am super ADHD and have learned how that can serve me very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom actually came to me the other day and was like, did you know that some people say that ADHD is their superpower? I'm like, I do know that <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, it was a, it was a setback, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I attribute, uh, being able to do a lot more than most people can do by the way that my brain works differently. So yeah, that's good. Well, good. Um, but anyways, I have two team, two real estate teams, uh, Live Love Destin and Live Love 30A. They were established in 2017. Um, and I have taught a countless number of people how to sell real estate. Some still with me. Some have moved on um, off of the team into their own real estate careers and are thriving, which is wonderful. And uh, I have two beautiful children and one beautiful bonus child, uh, ages of 21, 12, and eight and an amazing dog. It's a great Pyrenees that I love, like one of my children's.
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, again, you know, just being able to keep all these things going and together, what I'd love to do is just kind of kick off today and kick off our conversation because, you know, we're here to talk about, you know, women in business and how Not every day is easy, and sometimes we have to really climb over those obstacles and show up even when it's really hard for us to do that. So, Elizabeth, can you think about a time in your life where things maybe were not going so smooth
1: and you had to sort of pull yourself up from the bootstraps and keep going? I can think of multiple times in my life that that's transpired, but probably the most significant time that um, comes to mind is when I was going through my divorce. Um, and I left my marriage with nothing. It was, you know, just kind of a, you know, pick up and get out. And, um, I thank goodness I lived in a home that was on my parents' property. Other than that, I had no money. I had no job. I, I was running my husband's prior businesses. And so obviously, you know, when, when I, I left that stopped. and, um, I had a friend that called me and she just said, you know, you would be so great in this position at my company. And she worked for a timeshare company. I had no idea what a timeshare was. <laughs> I wish I had. So I got my, So you have to get your real estate license. So that's how I got my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Then I went in, I did very, very well because they teach you to believe in the product initially. And then the goose was given up and I knew that it was kind of all a sham and I couldn't, and then I didn't do well anymore. Um, cause I don't operate good and in, in dishonest capacity. So anyways, and I went on to be someone's real estate assistant, um, that lasted for five or six months. And I just kind of saw a lot of money flying out the window and there was, I, I quickly realized there was zero room for any advancement. And I am one person that has got to continuously grow all of the time. And so I, uh, was reached out to by my, um, former boss on LinkedIn. And then I, you know, went and met with him and, you know, he said, you know, I think that you could do this. I think you could sell real estate. And, um, and I said, well, I can't be just commission based, you know, like I, I have to make enough money to support my children right now. And it's so funny because he's like, well, how much, how much do you need to cover your bills for two months? And I was like, oh, I'd need 2000 dollars which is comical <laughs> to me at this point. <laughs> it's not a thousand dollars a month anymore. But um, which I mean, I guess can be perceived as good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, anyways, so um I went through and I did that. I took his loan, I sold something, you know, two months later and then two months after that and four months, and it just kept continually kept going on and um, and the, early on in my career, I was always scared that it was going to stop. So it would always get anxiety. Well, that has followed me to later on in my career. Mm-hmm. You know, even as this morning, I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I have enough going on. Right. And so I'm like, if, if I don't have enough going on, I don't feel like I, mean, I probably have seven or eight properties in a contract. It's not enough. Right. It's been too long since I've written my last contract. So it starts giving me anxiety and making, mm-hmm. making me nervous. Um, my husband will tell you, you know, every time you start feeling like this, your phone starts ringing, you know, something starts happening. And so you kind of have to keep that. But, you know, I, anytime I have that, that anxiety, I always just put my head down. I'm like, okay, what am I, what could I be doing that I've not been doing? Right. Because I've been too busy in the past to do this, I'm going to follow up with this, or I'm going to work on this. Sometimes it's an opportunity that you're, you're being led to instead of like, Oh, I have to do all of this for these customers. Maybe it's time to work in your business, right? Mm-hmm. And work on, you know, establishing your database or m- having it well rounded out, working on what's being sent out in your drips or your website or whatever the case may be. So, you know, that's kind of what we're we've been working on this morning to do those kind of things. Yeah. Um,
0: there are so many things that you hit on that I really want to kind of go back and unpack. The first thing is this idea of you had to recreate a life for yourself and basically let go and walk away. And I think that there are so many, you know, people out there, especially women, whether it's they're walking away from a marriage or a business that they've run for several years or a job that they hate, you know, but it's that I don't have any money. It's that fear. So what would you say to someone, you know, because it's easy to say, oh, just rip off the bandaid and just do it. But Easier said than not. So, what not easy. What would be be some things you would say to someone if they're like, it's it's time for me to get out of whatever situation, but they still have that fear?
1: Um, That if it is uncomfortable, it means that you are achieving growth. And things that are too comfortable, you're not growing as an individual. Mm -hmm. And whether you are waitressing or you are running a Fortune 500 company, you should always want to achieve growth in some kind of capacity. So if it's uncomfortable and it's scary, do it. That's the right thing to do. You're going to grow. You're going to have major positive life change. You know, obviously, as long as you're doing something positive for yourself. So I take the leap at any time in my life. I'm like, oh, this is scary. Oh, you know, you get that apprehension. You don't want to do it. You forge through, you grow, you're at a new level. You've reached something new. You know, yeah, so definitely. And then I want to talk with you
0: about this idea of, you know, it's never being enough, because I think, it you know, was really powerful when you said, you know, you can sit there and say, oh, I don't have enough business, even though you have several things under contract. And I think that this is a mindset that a lot of entrepreneurs feel because we're basically unemployed every day. You know, and it is up to us to to generate it. And I love what you said about, again, kind of getting back to what is it that I need to do? And I would love your take on this, because I know for me, I used to think having a real job, you know, having that corporate job was security and putting me in control. And what I've learned is I actually feel like I have more control over my destiny by being an entrepreneur. So I would love to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would never work for somebody again. I mean, obviously, unless I had to, I, I just couldn't do it. I have all of the control, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and it's a double-edged sword because you have to be self-motivating. You have to want it, you know, and if you don't just wake up. I don't wake up every day and go, okay, great. I'm mm-hmm. just ready to do all these things and motivate myself, you know? Mm -hmm. I I surround myself with really great people that when I wake up and I don't feel like that, that they are like, we're going to conquer this day, you know, and they breathe that life into me. It's very important. You surround yourself with like-minded people, good people, people that have the same mindset as you and Mm -hmm. people that are at least as successful as you, you know, Mm -hmm. or more successful than you are. Yeah. Um, Cause they have oh, to again, pull you through. And I think that's a good message
0: that, you know, not every day is fantastic. And we, it's not that as successful people, we, we do that, but it's again, like you said, surrounding yourself. Cause on those days, you need other people to help you stay grounded, to help you see the reality that no life, you do have some stuff going on so that, you know, we don't get right. so, you know, overwhelmed in
1: all of those things. Right. Yeah, it's not falling. Exactly. It's
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I would like to ask is, you know, you already mentioned that you have two teams, you run a business with your husband, you have, you know, kids, you have yourself, your health. What are some things that you do to manage it all, you know, to make sure, like, you know, do you how do you commute with communicate with your family, with your team? How do you you know, work on managing all these different balls that you have in the air?
1: Uh, one, I write a lot of things down. <laughs> I have a lot of notebooks all over the place, um, and I use my my calendar. And then my brain just because I've been doing it for so long just kind of prioritizes things. Right? It took me a really long time to find the work life balance because in the beginning of my career, I really had to put everything aside for mm-hmm. one solid year. So when something came up, you know, like. It, it was central focus work. And because I did that, it enabled me to learn so much because I was able to just to, to divulge everything, you know, out to w- where I needed to be. And I think it was just super important to, to do that one portion of that year mm-hmm. um, since then, you know, you kind of learn, okay, we're of I'm going to do this all of the time. Okay. I'm going to do this here. I'm going to pick up my daughter from school you know, I'm not going to have somebody else pick her up from school. I'm going to take her to practice. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if something comes in at that time, but I'm not going to schedule anything else for that time. And you just kind of, you know, filter things in and out through that. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's sort of, you know, you, you make, you made the, the business, the focus, especially in the beginning, because you had to get that foundation, but then you still also carved out time for the important family time things and really held true to those.
1: Yeah, the, the, it was so work focused in the beginning and it absolutely had to be that I, I could not, you know, I, I had to get assistance, right. Mm-hmm. From my parents or whatever, when it came to my children and, you know, I would go to bed late and then I would wake up really early and I worked all the time and that was a solid year. And then I would back off of that little by little. And now, you know, I do everything that I want to do with my children, So it's sort of
0: that short term sacrifice of one year to really be able to give you the longer term of I'm being there. So how did you, one, communicate that to your family? Because so many times I think as women, you know, when we say I have to focus on my business, we get ridiculed a lot for that. You know, oh, you're, you know. You know, I know that, you know, my mom, when she went back to work, you know, people were like, oh, your husband's going to have an affair because you're not being there to take care of him. You know, you're not being as good of a mom. I know I went through some of that when I went back to work. So how did you face, you know, the maybe some of the naysayers or how did you communicate? Because there are so many women out there that need to give the time in the short term to get the benefit of the long term, but it's really hard to do that, and not everybody understands.
1: Well, you know, and I did get ridiculed. You know, people. I live in a very small town, and people said, you know, this or that um, about about that. You know, because my my parents were happy. They really loved spending time with my children. My father built his own. He's a petroleum. He was a petroleum engineer. He built his own company from nothing. Um, Worked for George Mitchell with Conoco and then started his producers engineering company, which is still running today, and uh, worked a lot. I definitely get my work ethic from him. So he understood, he was very proud and he was happy to take part in my children's lives at his older age. So that, I would say that's probably the first thing. The other side of things is, you know, all the people in the community, whatever they wanted to say, I was damn determined that I was never going to be in the position that I'd come from ever again where I felt destitute and it was scary and I had nothing. And I would never, ever, ever, ever feel that way again, as long as I live. And when you get to that point, you really don't care what anybody else says. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the way I live, when I die, I'm going to be the one that has to answer for whatever I do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not anybody else's business. They want to go rap tap tapping on heaven's door. and Try to come calling for whatever I've done. Exactly. (laughs) but um it's my life to live and I've done it the right way. And yeah, I had to make some sacrifices, but I'd rather have made those sacrifices than to be stuck where I was. Yeah.
0: And I, I'm so thankful that you are honest about that because I think too many people just put on the happy face and they're like, oh no, I just got it all together. And the truth is we have to make trade-offs and we have to do those things. And I had to do the, you know, the same things. I missed several things, you know, with my son. So I would try to be there as much. But now, you know, when I talk with him, we just had a conversation yesterday because his 18th birthday is coming up and I've been offered a speaking gig that's going to sort of fall in alignment with it. And he's like, you know, what I really want for my birthday is for you to be happy. He's like, I know you love what you do. And I know that he understands this because of the conversations we've been having over the course of the years. And that, you know, when I'm with him, I really focus on being there. And, um, I think it's just important that, that anybody understands when you're building a business, there's going to be sacrifices and right. you, you have to come to your own terms with that because it's going to look different for everyone. Right. Yeah. So, so what do you think are some of the best things, um, being a woman affords us in business? What are some of the things that you think maybe make us different, make us unique and are, pull out some of the strengths of being a woman owned, a women business owner?
1: Well, I mean, you know, you get a little bit of a softer response. You know, some people, and, and it's dying down, but I can remember times in my career where some people would, you could just tell, they just prefer to work with a man. Oh, mm-hmm. as a woman, you have a softer approach, right? You also see things, especially when you're talking about real estate, you see things in a different way, you know, from a design aspect and things of that nature. You see things that men don't see, you know, like this lot, these people were building, my customers were building a house on that we're building for them now. And they were like, ah, oh, well, this one's $50,000 less. And I'm not necessarily saying a man could see it. Maybe it would just maybe not be as important to him. Mm-hmm. The lot was nicer looking and it was on a lake. And I just begged them, you know, please just pay it a little bit of extra money and go with this lot. And they called me and they're like, it was so smart. Thank you so much. The design, the the thought about this, it just is so impactful. And I just feel like maybe with men, it's a little bit more transactional and then don't get it twisted. You know, I, I'm sure. a transactional person, very business minded, but Um, I have that softer side where I'm thinking a little bit more in detail about things. And um, I guess a little bit more heartfelt (laughs) than most men are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like, I I just, you know, some people would rather be a man in business. I like being a woman in business. You know, I, I like caring about my people in on a little bit deeper of a level. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like kind of being that, that, that a, you know, that's like, yeah, you, know, you wouldn't get that as man. It's just expected, you know, as a woman, it's like, wow, look at all these things she's doing. She's surpassing all the men, you know, she's doing, she's in the top 1%, you know, in this area, top 1% in Zillow, you know, and uh, if you were a man, it would just kind of be expected. And the woman's like, oh yeah, cool. She's a yeah. strong independent woman, you know? <laughs> exactly. And I think that goes back. One of the
0: things that you mentioned earlier is, you know, when you are first getting into real estate, the idea that you asked for what you needed. You said, I would love to do this, but I need a salary, you know? And I think again, you know, as women, we need to believe in ourselves more and learn to ask for what we want because we can rise to the top just as much as any other man. But I think sometimes, you know, we have to be a little bit more persuasive, a little bit more assertive in going after and asking for what we want.
1: Well, and the problem is, There's no problem in asking. The only problem there is if you don't ask, right? If you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you ask, you know, who knows what the answer you get. So just its another one of those things, you overcome that adversity. If you feel that tension, like, oh, it's scary, do it. Yeah. Yeah you know, that's going to make you better for it. You're going to grow, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be a better business person because of it.
0: I love it. Fantastic.
1: And also, I think just a better
0: human being, because again, it makes you more confident in yourself. You know, you feel, you know, like you're accomplishing more. And again, you just, I think you learn to believe in yourself because when you take those chances, again, it it builds up that resiliency inside of you. So,
1: right. I and mean, then your children see that. Mm-hmm. And then you're providing an example for your children. And exactly. obviously we all want our children to be that way. Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So tell us a little bit, because you've already got so many
0: things going on business wise. What's next for you?
1: Well, I am trying to expand our, um, building company. Um, so right now my husband has five Um, homes that he's building. And so we're trying to expand between 10 and 25 a year. Um, We don't want to go over that. My husband served 11 years in the army. He's very meticulous about everything, which makes him an incredible home builder. Mm -hmm. Um, The last home he just finished, they had one warranty item, which is your punch list item. So that means the house closes, they go in, they look at everything. And there was one thing cosmetic or otherwise, that wasn't up to par. I've never heard <laughs> of that. So when I say he builds a damn good home, he really does. Um, so when, you know, once we started getting involved in, in that a little bit more, I'm just like, you know, more people should be able to benefit from the kind of home that you can build. And so that's when I kind of came into the picture. and was like, okay, let me help grow this from a business aspect you build the great homes that you're building and he's a great business person as well. But, you know, there's so much that goes into the building of the home. So that's when I started working on that. So the plan is to continue to, to grow that um, aggressively over the next year. Um, and get it to a good point. When you grow, there will be kinks. So to work out the kinks as they come up um, with the growth and, and go through the growing pains. And then um, I'm currently, and I wanted to tell you At our um, installation in September, the the most recent Ninja installation, um, we had our goals written down. And uh, one of my goals was, you know, I wanted to be on a board. My mentor, she serves on eight boards across the the world. Um, She's an incredible human being, an incredible friend, and just wildly intelligent. And she's such a groovy person. I love her so much. But she gives me a lot of inspiration to to branch out, learn new things, grow and um, be a part of organizations in, in a different way. So I wrote that in September. In December, I was invited to join the vote board, a local board for an organization that means a lot to me. It's Symphonia and provides, um, you know, uh, children with the arts and music in school where that's all kind of dying away a little bit. So I had right. a young gray um, provides instruments and things of that nature. So that was really exciting. I wanted to let you know about that. Yes, that's
0: fantastic.
1: So, you know, I want to, this is my first board, my Mm -hmm. 100 board, but, um, I intend on continuing to learn and grow and be in, in more board positions in the future as well.
0: Love it. So, you know, we're going to get all your contact information and please put the information on your organization as well in there. So if others want to okay. donate or find out more about it and get involved. And I just think, again, what a great you know way to end it, because here it is, is we're not just talking about growing our businesses. But again, you're looking at the give back. And, you know, that's one of the things that we talk about a lot is that contribution, And I even know when I went through some trainings with Tony Robbins, you know, knowing how we can give back. And I love to see how you are really making the effort and the focus to bring in the harmony of the personal life, the business life, and then also the contribution. And I think it just goes to show that when you are clear and when you make these things a priority, there really is time to get all the right things done.
1: There is. I'm glad you brought up Tony too. You know, I did all of his mastery. I traveled mm-hmm. the world and did all of his mastery items. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's, a, that's it's amazing stuff. So, well, you know, Elizabeth, I'm just so thankful that you shared some time today. I think, you know, some of the messages that I'm hoping that our viewers and listeners walk away on is the idea that it's okay if something scares you to just take the leap and, you know, do that. But then also the importance of surrounding yourself, because even though you take the leap, you still have to be able to have the support around you. And I love just seeing that your star is continuing to rise. And I know there's going to be so much more. If you could just leave our listeners with maybe just one last closing thought, what would it be?
1: Oh, last closing thought. I think I would say, you know to piggyback off of what you said and what we've said, absolutely take the lead, you know, continue to try to grow. If you're not growing or you feel stagnant, change up your routine, you know, start a different, go do yoga, you know, phone a friend, get somebody great in your corner to motivate you and grow. Even if it's the smallest thing, remember progress, not perfection. Absolutely. But even (laughs) if it's the smallest thing each day, like, I stopped watering this plant and you start watering that plant each day, right? Helping that plant grow one little thing. I can't read a whole book. My ADHD prevents me from being able to sit and really focus to read, right? Mm-hmm. Unless I would to take medication, which I really don't want to. Anyway, so, but I'm committed. Like if I just read two pages of mm-hmm. this book a day, that's what I'm going to do, wow. Right. So it's just small, small little things, progress, not perfection, do little things to help yourself to continually grow. Love it. Fantastic.
0: Well, thanks for, you know, Elizabeth giving us time. And thanks for all of you for following us for another episode of the Working Women Channel. You know, make sure that you are liking and subscribing, and we will be continuing to bring you more stories of success, of overcoming challenges, because we want to make sure that every woman everywhere knows that you are not alone and that with the right support team, with the right focus, and the right love, you can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. So I'm your host, Clara Capano, and we'll see you next time.